bullish or bearish. Whether you're a rookie trader or a rock star, we believe there's room for everyone. Every Filipino can learn how to trade. We're just your average Joe. But together, let's take advantage of the greatest equalizer of wealth ever, the stock market, where millions can be made and lost in a click of a finger. The journey to trading mastery is a lifetime, and we're here to stay. We are ZFT. And this is where the hot money is. Yun. So, good evening, guys. Welcome sa ating Ask ZFT podcast for tonight. This is Coach Cosmos, and I think nasa ano na tayo. Episode 45. Tama ba? Episode, yes, tama. Episode 45. Yan, before tayo mag-start, let us first welcome bagong pasok natin inside TR. Ayan, yung mga graduates ng August 2022 Technical Intensive, welcome to our community. Ayan. So, yung iba sa kanila, I think, busy pa sa pag-explore sa mga iba't ibang channels inside inside our Discord server, no? So, yung mga nakikita ko dito na names, mga medyo bilang lang. Ayan, sana mag-enjoy daw kayo inside TR. Oh, shoutout naman sa mga ano diyan, August 2022 TI. Sino-sino ba yung nandito? Sino-sino ba yung medyo familiar yung name sa akin? Ayan, si Sir Rex, si Ma'am Maria, Sir Alex. Pero itong si Sir Alex, parang lagi ko nang nakikita sa stream before. Blueprint kayo, sir, no? Dati, tama ba? Tapos nag-TI. Or baka ibang Alex yun. <laughs> Feel ko ibang Alex yun. Ay, yeah, oh, tama, Synergy, Synergy Project pala kayo, sir. So, kaya pala medyo familiar. Sir Dan Lanit, ayan, welcome. Si na Ma'am Rika, ito. If I'm not mistaken, galing din to sa latest batch ng TI natin. Okay, so, sa mga bagong pasok, this is what we do every Sunday, 9pm. So, meron tayong podcast, usually around 1 hour lang siya. And we answer questions inside the tribe. Or, if wala tayo masyadong questions na pwedeng pag-usapan, you can also share your questions sa chat natin tonight para masagot natin. Okay, ayos ba yan? So, do not hesitate to ask questions or kahit hindi question, kahit topic lang or uh, point of discussion that you want to be uh, part of our podcast. Okay? So, again, don't hesitate to ask. Kasi kailangan natin yan for tonight. Sige, so let's check our Discord server. No? Tingnan natin yung consultations channel. Minsan, or madalas, dito tayo nakakita ng mga magagandang questions. Okay, yung mga bagong, bagong pasok na TI ba? Were you able to explore the different channels sa Discord natin? Ano masasabi nyo? Medyo overwhelming, no? Parang ang daming pwedeng i-backread. Ang daming pwedeng basahin. Siguro kung meron man, meron man kayong parang starting point, uh, I suggest you read the consultations channel. Ang dami nyong mapupulot doon. Kahit ako, kahit, uh, I've been in ZFT for how many years now, pag binabasa ko yung consultations channel, ang dami ko pa rin natututunan. Sige, so 
Puntahan natin yung consultations channel. May mga questions here na pwede natin pag-usapan. Ayan yung mga ka-age nyo guys. Invite nyo sila. Lalo na sa mga bagong pasok. Para medyo marami tayo. More, more people, more questions. Okay. So, eto. May nakita akong magandang question dito. This is from Sir Jerry. hindi ko ito na ano eh, hindi ko nakita last time. So, basahin natin yung question ni Sir Jerry. Uh, he posted this question last August 16. Okay, so the question goes like this. Good morning, sir. Oh, hindi, wait. Hindi pala ito yung question. Sumagot din pala siya sa question. <laughs> Sorry. Ito pala yung question, guys. Ayan. From Sir Grant. Ayan, Sir Grant Patanak. Yeah, uh, hindi ko pa siya ma-flash kasi naka-isang monitor lang ako eh. So, I'll post or share the question later. Okay, pakita ko muna or basahin ko muna. So, good morning TR. First time to ask for advice or help here. Nasampal ng katotohanan nung Friday sa mentor point and trying to reverse na yung pagiging lurker. My problem is execution. Nakakapag-watchlist ako when it comes to execution, medyo hirap na. Parang ang daming question if this is the right buy or mag-pullback pa. Tapos pagtagal, naiwan na ako ng walang hawak. Hindi na rin naman ako nafofomo tulad ng dati, pero pag iniisip ko, sayang yung opportunity. Ang daming watchlist, pero ni isa walang nahawakan. Any tips paano maayos yung problem ko with execution? Thanks in advance sa pagsagot. Ayan. So, sige, share natin yung question niya sa chat para mabasa niyo ulit. Okay, kita niya ba? So, I posted the question sa chat box natin. Sige. Sabi niya kasi dito, nasampal siya sa katotohanan daw nung Friday sa Mentor Point. So, this was back in August. Yung pinag-usapan kasi namin that time is many people inside the community are just lurkers. So, ito ah, um, advice namin, lalo na sa mga bagong pasok, you have to maximize your time inside TR. So, if you think, no, like, six months na libre nakasama sa TI package nyo is a very long time. Trust me, it's not a long time. Magugulat na lang kayo like after siguro nung pag dumaan na yung six months, mabibitin na lang kayo parang sayang, hindi ko na ano, hindi, ang dami ko pang hindi natanong or ang dami ko pang hindi na-explore within those six months. So, as early as now, do not hesitate to ask questions. Okay? Ang dami nating tao inside the community who are very active in answering queries from people. So, pag may nakita kayong channel tapos may may naisip ka or may nag-pop up na random question sa isip nyo na gusto nyong masagot na mga tao inside, just post it. Okay? Kasi ang, ang daming ang daming may sakit na ganun sa community na parang they feel na if they ask questions, it's either people will think that they are stupid or parang mapapahiya sila kasi nagtanong sila. So, walang ganun inside the Trading Republic. Right? So, just to give some context dito sa sinasabi ni 
Sir Grant na nasampal daw siya ng katotohanan. So yun, first question niya to. My problem daw is execution. Um, I think in trading, di ba sabi nila na trading is really 80% planning, 20% execution. So if you're having problem with execution, dalawa lang yung ibig sabihin niyan. It's either kulang ka sa plano or you don't trust the system enough. Kasi pwede kasi na parang ang galing mo magplan, sobrang detailed na mga plans mo and you have all this um, processes and kung ano-ano na yung ginagawa mo. But since you don't trust the system enough, you don't end up executing what you have planned. Okay? So that's, that's one dimension that advanced or intermediate traders are guilty of or, or are usually guilty of. So kahit ako, madalas um, nakikita ko yung sarili ko na may mga ganun akong mistakes Kasi people who know me inside PR, uh, alam nila na very process-oriented ako. Like, I, I do a lot of automation. May mga screeners ako. Minsan, nagpo-code pa ako ng mga setups ko just to backtest them and just to look at their stats. Diba? So, ang dami kong ganun. Pero masabi ko na when it comes to execution, I still have a lot of things to work on. And yun, um, Over the years na nagtitrade ako, execution for me is still the biggest point of improvement for me as a trader. So there's that. Pero for newbies, yung mga medyo baguhan, di ba parang naturo na sa inyo lahat ng concepts, lahat ng setups, but you end up not really executing them as the way they should be executed. Usually it's because kulang kayo sa plan. So siguro, bif- bago natin i-address yung problem sa execution mismo, yung pressing the button, bigyan muna natin ng uh, discussion or ng parang framework kung paano ba talaga nagpa-plan yung isang trader. Okay? So gusto niya ba yun? So yun yung pag-usapan muna natin. So how do we plan in trading? Ano ba yung mga dapat na i-consider mo? So if you participated in PI, meron akong slide doon, right? Like, uh, I'll show the slide again para makita ng iba or para ma-review yung iba. Karamihan naman dito, PI graduates, right? So, one of the slides that I discussed in PI is yung concept of having reasons every time you trade. So, let me just um, open that part. Okay? Saglit lang guys ha. Medyo challenge sa akin ngayon yung, yung setup ko eh. So... Wait, looking for that slide. Para ma-flash natin sa screen natin. Mm-hmm. Ayun. So, this is the slide that I'm talking about. Okay, wait. Sana ba yung natin? Ayan. So, ito. Uh, do you see the slide, guys? So, ito yung slide na parang at minimum, yan dapat yung meron ka when it comes to your plan. So, daanan natin 
per aspect ka para ma-review kayo. So first your trading system, that's the ZFT system. So basically if you don't have the you don't have a system, hindi ka makakapag-plan ng mabuti sa trades mo. But that's no longer a problem sa atin. Kasi lahat tayo well oriented na tayo on the elements and the rules of the ZFT system. So siguro yung masabi kong pinaka-challenge when it comes to planning is generating your trade idea. Kasi yung trade idea, meron siyang konting subjectivity on it even if meron ka ng system to help you create the idea. May gets na ba yun? Kasi when you say trade idea, it's a combination of your setup, okay, the different conditions doon sa, sa chart na hinahanap mo and your bias doon sa market. So yung setup, fixed na yun. Like for example, if we talk about bounce place, di ba? So meron ka na talagang specific uh, indicators and uh, price action na hinahanap para masabi mo na this is a good bounce play. But when it comes to the, the bias, okay, the bias part, yun yung medyo challenge for new traders. Kasi how do you, how do you develop a good bias for the market given its mark given the market condition and given the setup okay so let's say today sa market ngayon sa PSE and you decided to trend follow so may setup may nakikita kang setup for trend following according doon sa system na ginagamit mo which is again the CFT system but in terms of bias is it sound na yung bias mo is the trend will continue for let's say 2 to 3 months is that a good bias for the kind of market that we have right now the answer to that is no right so you can have a good setup na pasado lahat ng conditions but since your bias is not aligned with the market that you're trading or the conditions of the market magfe-fail pa rin yung trade idea mo or it's not going to be sound so doon pumapasok yung subjectivity and and that is why even if kami as mentors we want to teach you that we want to teach you how how we develop our own bias hindi talaga siya systematic in a way kasi that's our own process kumbaga personalized na namin yung process namin sa pagdevelop ng bias but there are techniques, guys, on how you can achieve that bias recognition. Okay? Yung pinaka-obvious na pwede nyong gawin is just screen time. Okay? Increase your screen time in the markets. And when I say screen time, dalawa yan. Yung pag-chart nyo, okay? yung charting sessions na ginagawa nyo every single day, and yung participation nyo sa market. Like, if the market is online, if people are trading the markets like sa PSE, diba? that's from 9.30 to 3.30. You have to be there. So, syempre, challenge yun for some traders, lalo na yung may mga uh, work, diba? Pero, masabi ko na there's really value in being in the markets when when the market is being traded. As opposed to yung tinitingnan mo lang yung chart, tapos static yung chart at hindi siya gumagalaw. Okay? Iba yung parang end-of-day charting at yung being in the market talaga. So you need both. And even if you ask other mentors like sina Bossy, sina Ken, they will say na a lot of their experience 
that help them develop their bias recognition is through their actual experience in the market. Yung talagang nagte-trade sila. Okay, clear? So, yung concept ng 10,000 hours sa trading when it comes to mastery, yung iba kasi parang iniisip na, ah, okay, 10,000 hours. So, dapat 10,000 hours akong nagte-trade. It, eh, hindi naman talaga siya necessarily ganun. What, what, uh, what you want to develop is 10,000 hours, not just in trading, but in each aspect of trading. Kaya mas challenge siya. So, for example, 10,000 hours in charting. Okay, so charting itself, like, hindi yung live trading. Ha? So, 10,000 hours of that. And then, 10,000 hours of backtesting. So, syempre, pag nababacktest ka, kasama na yung ano doon. Kasama na yung charting doon. And then, 10,000 hours of um, reading your process or developing your process. So, gets ba? So, each of those 10,000 hours, if na-develop nyo yun or if na if napagdaanan nyo yun, that will help you in generating the, a good trade idea when it comes to your trades. Alright? So, siguro what I'm trying to say is it really comes with experience. Kailangan may oras talaga involved. So, hindi siya yung tipong automatic, may system ka, it's going to be very easy for you to develop your trade idea. Alright? So, yun lang. Be patient with yourself in this. So, once you have the trade idea, yan na, papasok yung trading plan. So, ito, na-mention ko din sa TI. When it comes to your trade plan, meron siyang five minimum elements. So, you have the setup, you have the objective, reason for buying, reason for selling, risk, and position size. So, ito guys, these are uh, objective items. Kumbaga, yung trade idea, nandun yung subjectivity, but once you Once you have that subjectivity in place, once you know your bias, once alam mo kung ano yung gusto mong mangyari sa market, etong next part, all of these are already objective. Okay? So, reason for buying, that should be objective. Dapat alam mo what price level yung papasukin mo and you also know once that price level is triggered, ano yung gagawin mo? Are you going to buy it intraday? Are you going to wait for end of day before you buy? Are you going to buy at the open if ever tinamaan siya in the first 15 minutes at market open? So, same with buying on supports. Okay? Kasi yung breakout, that's typically intraday. But when it comes to buying on support, when do you exactly buy the support? Are you talking about an end of day candle support para mas confirm siya? Or do you want yung ginagawa ng ibang traders na they buy on supports intraday every time na parang nag-dip yung price doon sa support level na gusto nila tapos binabalik ulit ng market pataas. Okay? So, there are multiple ways of you doing your reason for buying. The reason why some traders um, like hindi nila na-execute ng mabuti or parang ang nangyayari sa kanila is nag-freeze sila during execution is they don't define those little details doon sa buying strategy nila or sa buying plan nila. So yun, kailangan mo yun ma-account lahat. Like the timing, the price level, and kung meron kang price level, how much allowance are you willing to give sa market para bilhin mo pa rin yung level na yun. Okay, so breakout. 
piso, yung breakout level. Eh what if nilaktawan yung piso? What if ang nangyari is mabilis yung breakout from 1 peso naging 1.05 na agad yung price. Tapos hindi ka na-fill or nag-freeze ka, hindi ka nakapag-execute doon sana sa piso na breakout level. Are you still going to buy it? Or are you going to wait for price to retest the 1 peso again? So diba, those questions, you have to factor them in in your trade plan. So ako, what, what I do kasi, no, kaya, kaya medyo nabawasan na yung mga instances na uh, either I hesitate or nag-freeze ako, is for each price level na pinaplano kong pasukin, meron akong allowance and meron akong parang minimum and maximum price. Okay, does that make sense? So, kunwari, breakout, piso. So, piso yung ideal. Pero, I will also buy it or I will still buy it even if it reaches, let's say, 1.03. So, yung piso to 1.03, yan yung parang buying window ko. Any price above 1.03 and any price below 1 peso, it's not my buying window. Right? Para kahit magkaroon ng konting slippage doon sa ideal breakout point, okay lang. I'm not going to hesitate to enter kasi na-factor in ko na yun. Clear? Part of your entry is, syempre, you have to factor in your cut. So, alam natin, di ba, basic VAR concept. If your entry and your cut point is tight, mas malaki yung position. If it starts to get loose, di ba, mas lumalawak yung percentage cut mo, mas, la- mas liliit yung position size mo kasi you want to control the risk. So, in other words, pag meron kang buy window, you also have to factor in how will your position size change? So, iba yung position size mo if you buy at the exact breakout level of 1 peso versus buying doon sa 1.03, which is your upper limit for your buying window. Kasi mas malaki yung risk mo doon. Eh. So, mukhang maliit lang siya isipin, like piso to 1.03. But if you think about it, that's a 3% change, right? At yung 3% change na yan, may corresponding change yan doon sa cut point mo, which will affect your position size. Okay? So, does that make sense? So, yung mga ganyan, guys, no? going back dito sa question ni Sir Grant, if you don't factor them in, that might cause you to hesitate in your execution kasi may part na hindi mo na plano ng mabuti. Or may, part, may detail na parang hindi mo na integrate doon sa plan mo. Okay. Same with the different uh, scenarios that can happen when it comes to selling. So let's talk about selling. Kasi part dapat yan ng plan, di ba? And selling is the most difficult part of execution. So do you agree with that? <laughs> Kasi I think all traders will say na buying pwedeng-pwedeng i-master. Okay? I, I know when to buy. Kahit cutting siguro, I know when to cut. But selling, yung selling at a profit, di ba? that's probably the most difficult part to master. And that's understandable. Kasi again, sa selling, nandun yung emotions. Okay? Nandun yung, yung parang what ifs. Sa buying kasi guys, no, ang what if mo dyan is pag, hindi ako, pag, pag nakabili ako at a higher price, yung what if mo ay sayang, sana nakabili ako, mas, mas mababa, di ba? Or pag nakabili ka sa breakout, ang what if mo dyan is, what if nag-breakout tapos hindi tumuloy? Di ba? Yung mga ganun. 
or sa support, bumili ka sa support, what if mag-fail pala yung support? So, it's it's one-dimensional pagdating sa entries. But pagdating sa exit, ang daming what if. Like, if you take profits now, you decided to sell everything. Sell all your shares. Diba? Ang what if mo dyan is, what if mas umakyat pa? Or what if bumaba lang siya ngayon, tapos nag-consolidate, and then nag-trend pa pala. Right? Yung idea na you could have sold at a better price. And I tell you, if meron ka ng magandang system, kasi ZFT system, it's a very robust system, meaning you will find yourself in very good trades. So it doesn't matter kung anong market yan. Talagang makaka-hit ka ng mga magagandang trades na you will find yourself in a position na up yung portfolio mo tapos parang hindi mo alam kung anong gawin kasi hindi ka sanay na makitang up yung portfolio mo. Or hindi ka, hindi ka sanay na makakita ng wins doon sa portfolio mo. Okay, that is what the ZFT system will do. And because of that, again, hindi ka sanay, di ba? So, hindi mo siya na plano ng mabuti. And doon ka magkakaroon, again, ng hesitation sa execution. So, my advice to that is, when it comes to selling, once your objective is hit, once your bias has materialized fully, then that's the best time to sell. Okay? So, di ba? From the very start, when you were generating your trade idea, meron kang parang iniisip or ini-imagine na gagawin ng market. So, kunwari, sa bounce play, right? So, ano, ano ba yung dapat na bias natin sa bounce play? If you have this drop right here, nakikita ba yung drawing ko sa ano, slide? Confirm naman. If you can see the red mark. Okay. So, kunwari, may drop na ganyan, di ba? What kind of move are you expecting for a bounce play? So, obviously, eto lagi namin sinasabi, pag bounce yung pinasok mo, lumabas ka sa bounce din. Hindi yung pumasok ka sa bounce, tapos lalabas ka pag nabasag yung trend. Or lalabas ka pag tinamaan yung uh, previous swing high, which is, di ba, hindi na yun bounce play. You're now banking on a swing. So if, if your objective is bounce, nakita mo nag-bounce na siya, and na-achieve na yung objective mo dun sa trade, then that's the best time to exit. Okay? If feeling mo na pwede pa siyang umakyat, then siguro exit mo 90% or 80% ng position. Tapos the 20%, that's the number of shares that you let it run. Okay? But you always stick with the original objective and the original bias that you have with the trade when it comes to profit-taking. Okay? Uh, another thing that we can advise, ito, lagi nyo ding maririnig to sa mga ibang mentors, is if you have a big position, tapos up na yung position na yun, and your objective is, hindi siya yung quick trade lang, like you're, you're talking about uh, two legs of momentum or pwedeng isang single swing talaga, or trend following, ayan, so sige, trend following na lang, and nakita mo na parang you're already up, doon sa trade, significantly up ka na. And nararamdaman mo na, pa, na parang hindi mo kaya na mabawasan pa yung gain mo. So once you feel that, triggering ano na yan eh, triggering factor na yan doon sa plan mo na baka it's best time to sell half. Okay? So selling half is a good psychological um, 
exercise. Okay? And it's a good strategy. Kahit sinong tanong nyo, kahit sinong Mark Minervini, that's one of their core strategies. Because it helps you be at peace kasi may nabook ka ng profits. But at the same time, it also gives you the room to participate in the market kung ano man yung gagawin niyang next move. So, yun. Selling is all about objective and all about taking profits as the trade goes to your advantage. Siguro, the reason why people um, fail at selling is they always search for that perfect selling strategy, which again, doesn't exist. There's no strategy kahit ilang indicators yung ilagay mo dyan sa chart that will help you sell the best way possible. Yung tipong makabenta ka before everyone else start selling kasi babagsak na, or yung tipong makakabenta ka at, at a level na maximize talaga yung profit doon sa trade mo. So walang ganun. And you have to accept that. Okay? So is that clear? So balikan natin yung question ni, ano, ni Sir Grant dito. Okay, so yung question niya kasi it's more on the buying side. So, kinatch na din natin yung selling para at least makita nyo na mahirap pala yung selling no? pagdating sa execution. Marami kasi sa atin, we, we just focus on the buying part and that's understandable kasi yun naman talaga yung parang gusto natin na we find ourselves in a trade na maganda. Pero once naging maganda na yung trade, once kumita ka na, parang yun, hindi mo na alam kung ano yung gagawin. Okay? So, I think may follow-up question dito. Si Rika. Ayan. In planning a trade idea, how many scenarios do you usually make or will it depend on the setup in making a scenario? Very good question. Scenario planning, guys, is a topic by itself. So, ang dami kong pwedeng sabihin about it. But, when you know your target, you know your cut point, and you know your tail stop, if you know just those three levels, I assure you, every other scenario is parang factored in na siya by default. Kasi diba, kung may trade ka, alam mo yung cut point, anything that happens above that cut point, or kung shorting siya, no, anything that happens below that cut point is a move that you don't have to do anything. Kasi yung cut point mo is a point of decision. Isipin yung ganun, yung, yung mga price levels na pinaplano niya sa chart, all of those may corresponding decision siya. So, if walang tinamaan na price level, then that means there's no decision to make. Or kung meron man, your decision is just to monitor or to manage the trade properly. Gets? So cut point, that's a decision point. Okay? That's a level in the chart that you, you have to make a decision. Trail stop is another decision point. Okay? So difference ng dalawa sa mga baguhan dito, trail stop is a, a price below the market price that will protect your profits if ever nagkaroon ng adverse move against your position. And finally, target. So your target is your objective. Once your TP is hit, according to your plan, you have to decide to sell. Kung hindi man lahat, you, have, you still have to sell. Kasi again, that's objective met. Okay, ganun siya. Now, if you really want the different scenarios, eh, marami yun eh. Kasi if you think about it, anything can happen in the market, di ba? So, sa PSE pa lang, like, ang daming 
ang dami ng scenarios that you can factor in. Like, what if na-suspend yung, yung stock? What if nag-sealing? What if nag-flooring? What if nag-gap down? What if nag-gap up? So, yung mga ganun, yung mga um, things that typical traders are not prepared for. Siguro yun yung parang dapat na ikaw as as a trader na hindi typical, as a ZFT trader, dapat yun yung ready ka. So, I'll give you an example. Cut point mo is nasa uh, point 0.95. So, piso yung entry, point 0.95 yung exit. Kinabukasan, nag-open yung market, nag-gap down siya before point 0.95. Okay? Nag-gap down siya, nag-open siya point 0.90. So, nilaktawan yung cut point mo. So, ngayon, meron kang slippage. You have a loss that is bigger than the loss that you expected or you were planning for. What do you do? A, do you wait for price to go back to your cut point sa kakamagbenta? Okay? B, do you sell everything the moment na nag-gap down siya below your cut point regardless of kung ano yung volume dyan or whatsoever? Okay? Or C, do you sell half kasi nag-gap down? And then wait for, let's say, two to three hours before you sell the remaining half? Or D, do nothing? <laughs> or siguro yung D is buy more. <laughs> Average down. So, ito ah, A, B, and C, syempre, uh, parang pwede, may pros and cons siya. So, what I can tell you is, A, B, and C can be an answer to your trade. It depends on, again, it depends on your scenario planning. Paano mo ba, ano ba yung rule mo when that happens? So if your rule is to sell everything at the open when it gaps down, then okay, good. Execute according to that scenario or according to that uh, decision point. Or if your rule is parang sell half muna, tapos wait mo muna bago umakyat, pwede din. Ako, eto, I'll be honest. When, when I encounter gap downs in my trade, what I what I do is I don't sell immediately. Okay? Alam to ng mga nag-PIP kasi isa to sa mga dinidiscuss ko sa, sa kanila when it comes to scenario planning. So one of the rules that I have is pag nag-gap down, I wait for price to settle or I wait for a rally sa kako magbebenta. Now of course, okay, I'm not saying na that's the right or that's the best thing to do in that scenario. I'm just saying, yun yung parang rule ko. Yun yung rule na sinusunod ko. And I understand na yung rule na yun have pros and cons. So ano yung pros nun? So ito, if, if you're considering scenarios, you have to understand, kung may decision ka sa scenario na yun, may pros and cons yan. So, if hindi ako nagbebenta agad at the exact moment of the gap down, what's the advantage of that? One advantage is, if ever nag-gap down, tas fake yung gap down, so nag-rally pa siya ulit. And that happens, right? Diba? Nangyayari yan. Lalo na sa PSE. So if that happens, naiwasan ko yung slippage. So either I cut at, the, at my desired cut level or siguro, abot pa sa point na mahabol ko yung break-even ng trade. So that's an advantage. But the disadvantage is, what if nag-gap down tapos never na niya binalikan yung price above the gap down? So dere-derecho na siya pababa. So that's the risk that I'm willing to take. 
right? So, there will be scenarios na hindi kayo ready. Okay, yun yung sasabihin ko. And, again, going back to the question, when that happens, expect, mag-freeze ka talaga. Expect you will hesitate in your decisions. And once that happens, guys, do not be, huwag, huwag kayo masyadong hard sa sarili nyo na, ano ba yan, hindi ko na plano to? So, parang ang banok ko naman na trader. Huwag ganun yung maging approach nyo. Take that as a point of, ano, point of reflection. Lesson yun sa inyo. So, ako, Like kami, mga mentors, hindi naman namin madadevelop yung mga rules namin sa trading if we did not experience those very, you know, yung mga moments na sinasampal kami ng market. Okay? Like, eto, this is a rule that I told myself na never ko i-violate. And kung na-violate ko man siya in the recent past, siguro it's not, It's because of something uncontrollable. And that rule is, I will never experience a double-digit percentage loss again. So, kasi, ano bang nangyari? Bakit ako nagkaroon ng ganong rule? In the past kasi, nung hindi pa ako masyado systematic, okay, I just trade out of emotions. I have a trade na ako yung nakabili sa, sa pinakatuktok. Okay? So, PSE trade to sa WPI na stock. That was back in 2017. So, na-FOMO ako kasi parang may, may chance na parang mag-sealing siya and the stock was up by 20 or 30%. So, I just bought, in-all-in ko yung port ko, hoping na mag-sealing siya, pero hindi. Ang nangyari is, hindi lang sa hindi siya nag-sealing, pero ako yung parang naging high. Ako yung nasa pinaka-weak ng price. And when that happened, so yun, nag-crash. So sabi ko, sige, bukas, baka aakit pa to ulit. So my loss from 10%, naging 20%, hanggang umabot sa 40% loss yung trade na yun. So when I sold that trade, and that was very heavy for me, kasi alam, alam niyo yung feeling na ganun, guys, di ba? Like, meron kang loss, tapos parang hino, may losing position ka, tapos parang you're just hoping na sana kahit kaya siguro next month, bumalik lang man to sa break-even. Promise, magbebenta na talaga ako. Diba? Can you relate to that? Kasi I know many traders, you have experienced that. So parang ganun eh. Ganun yung naging ano sa kanya. So nagkaroon ako ng emotional attachment doon sa trade na yun. Until umabot sa point na sabi ko, hindi pwede. I, I cannot allow myself and my emotions, my mindset to be compromised just because of the single trade alone. So yun, I decided to let it go. And sobrang bigat nun sa akin kasi it's not really about the amount kasi if i if i look at look at look back to that moment i know the amount is big but it's not really that life changing na parang wala na bankrupt na ako hindi naman ganun it's more about the idea na grabe yung mali ko to the point na umabot sa ganung loss yun yung parang part na parang hindi ko siya fully tanggap So, parang ang hirap tanggapin. So, di ba, yung lesson natin sa TI, like, uh, it's okay to be wrong. Ang hindi okay is, you stay wrong and feel wrong. So, parang nandun ako sa point na yun. If that trade did not happen sa akin, siguro, hindi ako nag-focus sa risk management ko. Uh, tapos, siguro, hindi ko na-discover yung ZFT. 
And siguro hindi ako nagano, hindi ako nagkaroon ng parang desire to really improve my system. So because of that trade, it allowed me to move on, not just move on, but allowed me to improve. So yung mga ganong bagay guys, you will have those kind of trades na parang life-changing na six years, ten years down the road, you will still remember that single trade that allowed you to improve yourself as a trader. So yun. Kung may scenario man kayo na hindi na factor in, nangyari sa inyo, malaki yung loss, malaki yung slippage, okay lang yun. Okay? That's part of trading. Okay? Clear ba? Okay. So, balikan natin ulit yung question ni Sir Grant. So, meron pa yung isang part dito sa question niya na gusto kong masama sa discussion. According to him, hindi na daw siya nafo-fomo tulad ng dati. Pero pag iniisip ko, sayang yung opportunity. So, eto, um, ang sinasabi niya lang dito is, wala na siyang FOMO but since may mga times na nag-hesitate siya, okay, nawa-watchlist niya, tapos hindi niya naman din na-execute, nasasayangan pa rin siya. And if, if I ask you guys, no, sa mga nakikinig na yun, ano yung parang, ano yung worst? Yung naplano mo yung stock na watchlist mo siya, tapos hindi mo na-execute? Or yung na-FOMO ka, tapos na-execute mo out of FOMO? Which, which do you think of the two is worse? FOMO with execution. Okay. So, uh, ba bakit yung sinasabi na worse yun? Is it, is it because um, alam yung mali yun? Ganon? Kasi, Kasi ito ha, ito, ito yung parang sasabihin ko sa inyo. In terms of the parang feeling or yung parang uh, bigat sa loob, masabi ko na mas pabigat yung first. Alam niyo bakit? Iba kasi yung, ano eh, iba yung, iba yung feeling na you did everything, alam mong nag-work yung process mo, alam mong, alam mong nawa-watchlist mo yung mga tamang stocks but you end up not executing on them for some reason. Parang it gives you that moment na parang napapakamot ka sa ulo mo. Ano nangyari? Bakit ganun? Bakit hindi ko siya na-execute? As opposed doon sa FOMO, di ba? Kasi pag yung FOMO nangyari yun, syempre, obviously, it's, sabi nga ni Sir Alex ito, it's a bad habit, di ba? But alam mo kasi na pag natalo ka doon sa trade na yun, alam mo, ang dahilan kung bakit natalo ka is na-fomo ka. So parang ang ang dali mo siyang ma-troubleshoot. 'Di ba? Ang dali mo siyang ma-diagnose ma na okay, so hindi ko na yun uulitin kasi well, it's it's fomo. It's not a right reason to enter. Dapat may plano ako. 'Di ba? Alam mo siya na mali, obvious siya na mali. Pero yung first parang ano yun eh, ah uh, mapapaisip ka ganun, parang magsa-struggle ka, bakit hindi ko ma-execute? Ano, anong problema sa akin? Takot ba ako? Um, ayaw ko bang matalo? Masyado ba akong nag-hope na certain yung setup? Eh, hindi ba ako probabilistic mag-isip? So yun ha, um, syempre, I, I think both situations are kind of different. So hindi siya parang apple-apple, apples and oranges siya. But Emotionally, okay, in terms of the emotional aspect, mas mabigat yung first. Okay, so that's just on me. So you might have a different opinion. Okay, 
but ayun ayos naman yung ano ba diba, yung sa case ni ano ni Sir Grant hindi na daw siya na fofomo eh, hindi lang talaga niya ma-execute yung mga nasa watchlist niya for some reason so sana kung ano man yung uh, na share kay Sir Grant doon sa consultations channel nakita ko kasi ang daming nagano eh ang dami nang sumagot doon sa question niya so hopefully na mas nabigyan ng liwanag yung ano niya yung concern niya on this okay so yan tsaka sa mga follow up questions niyo sana mas nasagot na natin right so i'm looking for another question here na pwede natin sagutin okay eto So I think uh, twice to tinanong sa ano sa consultations channel. I'll send the question first tapos Okay, so basahin natin yung question. So the question goes like this. Hello again TR. Paano yung ginagawa ang post-trade analysis nyo? Ano-anong mga guiding questions ang ginagamit nyo? Tuwing kailan kayo nag-post-trade analysis? Naitanong na, di, na, naitanong na ito dito sa channel at isa lang ang sagot. Gusto ko sana ng karagdagang insights. So this question is from Sir Christian Mark Hermosa. So this this uh, member is a TIP graduate. Ayan. Okay. Post-trade analysis. Siyempre, kailangan mo ng journal. Okay? Ako, uh, every time someone comes to me uh, asking about Minerva, yung mga, uh, how to use it, I just tell them na, ano ba yung purpose ng journal? Diba your, your journal is supposed to record your experiences of a certain situation. Diba? Parang diary, ganun, sinusulat mo. Dear diary, ano bang nangyari sa hand today? So, pinansin ako ni Crush or hindi niya ako pinansin. Baka pangit ako, diba? Ganun, ganun yung mga mababasa niya sa diary ng mga dating, diba? Yung mga, mga tulad namin, mga millennials. Nung time na wala pang Facebook. Yung mga autograph, diba? Yan yung uso before. So, when it comes to trading, you treat trading as an experience. Meaning, when you have a trade and then Diba? Nagkaroon ka ng experience in that trade. Aside from the gains, the entry, the exit, the setup, i-record mo doon ano yung naging journey mo or ano yung naging experience mo sa trade na yun. So, ako dati guys, no, when I was still developing my system, every trade na ginagawa ko, meron akong sobrang, hindi naman sobrang haba, but it's a, at least a paragraph of experience na pinuput ko into writing about that trade. So, I record my emotions. How did I feel entering? Did I feel confident? Was I hesitant? Tapos, pagdating naman sa sa selling ko, uh, was I was I able to, uh, were I able to sell according to plan? Okay? So, I ask all these questions to myself para mas mag-grade ko yung sarili ko on whether I did good or bad doon sa trade na yun. Okay? So, guiding questions. Ano ba yung mga guiding questions daw na pwedeng gamitin? Dami kong pwedeng maisip eh, but <laughs> siguro, sige, I'll think of five guiding questions. Number one, when it comes to your confidence level, if you were to rate it from one to ten, how confident were you in this trade? 
Okay? So, confidence level, di ba? Ginawa natin siyang quantitative 1 to 10. So, haluan mo ng content qualitative. Halungin mo din yung sarili mo. Why was it that case? So, if you rated it, let's say, ang confidence level mo is just 3. So, why is it na 3 lang yung naging rating ko sa kanya? Why was I not confident enough for this trade? So, yun. Pwede yung maging uh, guiding question. Okay. Another guiding question na maisip ko on the fly is Is this trade well planned? So, yan. Yes or no lang. Complete ba yung plano mo doon sa trade na yun? If you want it to be quantitative para meron kang parang metric or KPI na tingnan is rate mo 1 to 10. So, yung isa, confidence level. Ito, in terms of planning. How good or how complete was my plan for this trade from 1 to 10? So, yun. Rate mo. Tapos, same, same ano doon sa confidence level. Tanungin mo din yung sarili mo. Bakit ang rating ko dito, 3 lang? Or bakit, bakit 8? Bakit 5? Number 3. What was my most dominant emotion or emotions during the trade? And sama mo na din after the trade. So parang how did you feel while you were in the trade, while you were holding that position, and after exiting the trade? So record those emotions. Mapapansin mo yan, makakita ka ng pattern doon sa mga trades mo. Like, yung pinaka-common common emotion mo is fear. Diba? So, throughout the trade, I always felt fearful. Parang, parang feeling ko yung market, uh, kukunin yung pera ko. So, if you see that pattern doon sa journal mo, in terms of your emotion, it's going to be easy for you to diagnose. Easy to identify and since yun, nakita mo, fear yung problem mo, easier din for you to diagnose. Kasi pag may mentor kang nilapitan, nagpa-consult ka, tinanong ka ng mentor, oh, anong problem? Ano sa tingin mo yung problem? Alam mo na agad from your journal, since nire-record mo per trade, diba? you can say outright na feeling ko coach yung problem ko is fear. Kasi lahat ng trades ko, every time may hawak ako, whether up yung position, down yung position, may may fear akong nararamdaman hindi ko maintindihan okay so that's third number four how can I improve this trade yun napakagandang question nun so ang uh, <laughs> ang nakatawa lang about this question is lalo na sa mga nagpapakonsult sa akin no? so I, I I always ask them this question and ang dami nilang nasasabi about the trade to the point na parang nagiging hindsight na siya. So, kunwari, ang, ang trade niya is bounce. O, naka, naka, nakabili siya at this level, nakabenta siya at this level. Tapos, sasabihin ko sa kanya, how can you improve this trade? Just just to test the trader kung satisfied ba siya doon sa execution niya or hindi. And the trader would end up telling a lot of things na uh, kailangan na improve ko yung cut point, dapat yung position size ko mas malaki, dapat yung selling ko mas mataas. So, it's all hindsight. So, that's the that's the part na kailangan yung i-avoid. Okay? When you ask the question, what can I improve in this trade? Don't factor in hindsight. Okay? Ang isipin nyo dyan is in terms of the process in preparing 
and executing and managing the trade, ano yung mga pwede mo sanang ma-improve doon? So, let me give you an example. Kunwari, nakita mo on how you tranche. Okay? Yung naging tranching mo sa trade is hindi naging optimal yung risk. So, instead na parang na-manage mo sana yung risk mo na all throughout the tranching, so as, as you were building the position, 1% lang yung VAR mo all throughout. Ang nangyari is from 1%, nagiging 2% na yung VAR mo. Which is, sa rules mo, hindi yun yung dapat na mangyari. So, yan. That's, that's a point in your trade that you need to improve. Improve your tranching. Or... Sige, so yun, more on the technical side, di ba? What about on the emotional side? So nakita mo na when you were planning to sell, meron kang parang objective na dapat itong level na to bentahan mo, but you decided na hindi mo na magbenta kasi baka aakit pa siya. Which is, ang nangyari is, yun, mas umakit nga. Okay, mas umakit pa yung yung uh, hawak mo. So, you felt good. And ilagay mo doon na, hi, buti na lang. Hindi ako nagbenta kasi mas umakit pa siya. Diba? It felt good. But, you have to ask yourself, yung nangyari ba yun? Were you doing it out of plan? Okay, were, do you have a specific rule or part ba ng process mo yung adjustment na yun? Or was it, was it done out of hope? So, if you answer na uh, that was just out of hope. So, you have to diagnose that. Okay? You have to include that doon sa question mo na what could have been improved. So, dapat the next time around, sa trade na ganito, regardless kung ano yung iniisip ko na akit pa siya lalo or babagsak siya. If my objective is hit, then I will execute according to that objective or I will sell according to that objective. Okay? Clear? So yun, what could be improved? And then I think the fifth one okay, for post-trade analysis is ay, wala na akong maisip. So I think okay na yung apat na yun. That's, I think that's more than enough. Para naman hindi sobrang haba ng post-trade analysis mo. So yun, let's say ha, you have those questions, do that for every trade. Sa una, it's going to be a chore kasi di ba parang ang sobrang trabaho niya. Nagtitrade ka na, nagpa-plan ka pa, tapos after pa ng trade, magpo-post trade analysis ka pa. But trust me, if you do that, sobrang value-adding nun. Hindi lang sa journal mo, but sa process mo mismo, ang dami mong marirealize. Okay? So that that was what I was doing before. Pero ngayon kasi, no, since medyo confident ako and I'm already um, like fixed doon sa process ko, hindi ko na siya ginagawa. So, ang ginagawa ko nang recently is just record the trade, konting notes, ano yung nangyari, tapos ano yung parang grading ko sa trade, is it an, is it a, a grade, B grade ba siya, C grade ba siya, and then after that, okay na. So, it will evolve over time. Tuwing kailan kayo nagpo-post trade analysis, Ako, what I do is, the moment kinose ko yung trade, fresh pa yung emotions, inaalala ko pa lahat ng ginawa ko sa trade, so I do my post-trade analysis then and there. Hindi ko siya yung parang ni-record, generalize ngayon, tapos kinabukasan sa ko siya gagawin. Okay? 
another good practice before we end. Ito, um, aside from the individual trade analysis that you do, also do a performance analysis. You can do this at least every quarter. Or kung medyo busy kayo, pwede yung gawin every year. So at the end of every year, tingnan mo yung journal mo, tingnan mo lahat ng trades mo. And then, don't do individual trade analysis na. Kasi ginawa mo na yun eh. Or dapat ginagawa mo yun. Ang gawin mo na lang is overall in terms of your stats, in terms of the, your performance, the pattern of your trades, answer the same questions na ginagawa mo individual, for individual trades. So yun, yung four questions na yun. What could be improved? What was my emotion during the whole year? Was I confident for the whole year? Or... May mga parts ba? Marami bang parts na naging fearful ako? Or na-fomo lang ako? Okay, and ask questions about your system. Okay, interrogate mo yung system mo. Interrogate mo yung process mo. So, how good is your process? Are you, do you really believe na yung, yung rules na meron ka sa trading mo are value-adding? Or nakakatulong sa execution mo? Right? Is that Do you think that's a good answer? I think for me that's that's a good answer dito sa question ni ano, Mr. Christian. Okay. Sige, any follow-up questions guys before we end? For all goods na tayo. All goods. Mukhang wala nang wala nang follow-up question ata. Ayan. Okay. Sige. So, I think that's it for tonight. Um, guys, uh, sa mga from Manila, from Manila, yung mga direct hit sa Bagyo, I hope you are safe. Okay. We will be praying for you. So, sana, yan, sana walang medyo tinamaan ng sobra. Okay. So, yun lang. Thank you guys and good evening. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Good night.